over the airwaves, you're listening to J.C. Hawks Radio. Monday, September 11, 2017, and I am your host, J.C. Hawks. Today on the show, we have members of the Music City Misfits, owner-player Donita Hines and head coach Don Ragsdale. Also on the show, we're going to have a segment on ticket sales, and I don't know if you remember Coach Dion Lee of the Las Vegas Showgirls, but he did a segment on one of his shows on, on ticket sales, and it's a good one. It's talking about Uh, how you can increase your ticket sales. So be sure to listen to that about 25 minutes after the hour. If you want to go in the chat room, I have the chat room open. That's radio.jchawks.com, and then just click on chat room, and it's open. So if you have any questions or comments that you want to reach on the, the chat room or during the second segment, if you want to call in after the second segment, you can call in at 657 383 1020. Let's let check that again. That's uh, area code 657-383-1020. So you'll be, you can call that after our second segment, and I'll leave it open if anybody has any questions or comments. Or, like I said, you can go in the chat room, and I'll be sure to answer your questions or comments you know, during the second segment. So if you have any questions, you can email me at jc at jchawks.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at jc underscore hawks. And if you want to call or text me, you can call me at area code 916-238-5010. That's area code 916-238-5010. I was checking out the boards to see what tryouts. There's tryouts going on right now. So if you're interested in trying out, go to a league and see what is in your area. You can go to the WFA website, Women's Football Alliance, at WFAProFootball.com for the Independent Women's Football League. Go to IWFLSports.com. And for the United States Women's Football League, go to WSWF, excuse me, USWFL.net. And then they they just started their new uh, website. They used to have USWFLSports.com. But now to reach the USWFL, go to USWFL.net. There was a... Uh, Twitter that the IWFL relived the excitement and action of Championship Weekend 2017. Uh, you can go to their Facebook Women's Football League, and you can click on the um, the YouTube player, and you can you can watch the game all over again. The Utah Falcons against the Austin Yellow Jackets. Leagues, are you updating your websites? I've been kind of going around different different uh, league sites, and I haven't seen any league updates. Uh, except for they do have like the Facebook and the Twitter. Um, those are being updated, but they're at the bottom of the page. So when you go on the front of the page, you don't really see any changes or updates. So, you know, people are trying to find out, you know, I know it's a little too soon to find out what teams are going to be in the leagues, but people are still wondering, and maybe you can get some teasers or something, um, or at least put something fresh, like put the Twitter on the top, because I check it all the time. I want to see what's new. 
And so far, you know, you still see the old news. And same with the team websites. You know, make sure you put your team uh, tryouts out there. I've been checking a few Facebook pages, even in my area, and I'm looking to see when our tryouts are. And, and so far, nothing's listed. There's, you know, there's not saying it's coming soon. No websites are being updated. So be sure not just to Twitter it, tweet it, or Facebook it. Make sure you put it on your websites because there are people that don't follow Twitter or don't follow Facebook. So for those people that just go to your website, make sure you put your your news and information um, on your website in regard to tryouts. There's a few articles that I was checking on that uh, Backseat Coach, he had put some uh, articles on his Twitter, but unfortunately the Wall Street Journal, I believe I first went into it um, the first day, but unfortunately there's a lot of good articles out there on women involved in the NFL as well as girls playing uh, tackle football and starting their own leagues and their own teams out there. Uh, but unfortunately, some of the, the news information can't be re, re, um, read. Uh, like, for instance, like I said, the Wall Street Journal. I tried to read the article, and, and unfortunately, it blocks you. But uh, there are a lot of good articles on there. So if you follow Backseat Coach on Twitter, he has a lot of news and information. I was looking at his, his Twitter feed. Uh, and he was directing us to a lot of articles on women's tackle football. So be sure to follow Backseat Coach. Okay, in about a few minutes, we're going to have Donita Hines and Coach Don Ragsdale on the show. They are from the Music City Misfits, and we'll find out how they started their team, how long they've been playing. We're going to talk about last year's uh, statistics, last year's season, and then we're going to talk about the upcoming season for 2018. Okay, it looks like we have them on the line. I'm going to unmute. Donita, is that you? Yes, this is me. And how I have you Coach. Doing? Oh, hi. How you doing? And I'm I have good. Coach Ragsdale. Oh, I'm doing very well, hey, thank how you. How you doing? And there, are you? Are you on there, Coach? Yes, ma'am. How you doing? Okay. Well, I'm. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. You know, I haven't been on the. the show for at least a month and when I got your little note about coming on the show I thought you know what that's a great idea let me see if you if you guys are available because I'm, I'm excited to hear about your team uh, Music City Misfits where did that name come from uh, well actually um, when we had started um, coming up with playing football we were actually going to start um, something that was more on the little girls end <laughs> um, try to get something going with um, um, girls that were like 14 and under. Um, when we started, we were having meetings, us and other girls on the team about getting everything going. And uh, we were like, well, you know, um, we were kind of looking, uh, when we first started out, our, our logo and everything kind of looked like the monster high doll. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, once we started, you know, putting the stuff together, we were, you know, thinking to ourselves, well, we probably want to have something that they feel they can build up to. So, hence, mm -hmm. we had started uh, the women's team instead, and ever since then, uh, the Misfits kind of stuck. Uh, we changed the logo a little bit. We still got the the bow and all that with the little skeleton mm -hmm. head, but... Um, uh, we started the women's team, and we've been doing camps for little girls, kind of, you know, getting them to sh showing them that about the team and, and that you can play football as you get older. 
you know, I was way off. Here I'm thinking, okay, Music City Misfits. What name would that be? Okay, none of them are musically inclined, so they're misfits. So that, that's what I was thinking going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, little girls can be misfits. So. <laughs> yes, yes. So I have a few questions I'd like to, to talk to you about. Now, Donita, I know that you're the owner and you're also a player, but first I'm going to talk to you as a player, okay? Because I, I know that you okay. started, you've been playing, what, for 14 seasons now? Um, I have been playing since 2005. Okay, so you played with the original uh, Nashville Dream, correct, yes. with the NWFA? Yes. Okay, so that's when you started. Yeah, I know that they stopped playing in 2007. And then did yes. you play with the Smash, Smashers after that? No, ma'am. Actually, um, after that, I kind of um, went over and uh, played with the IWFL with a team called the Clarksville Fox. Oh, okay. I know them. Okay, the Clarksville Fox. Mm-hmm. And then they played for, I think they were two seasons did they, or three seasons did they play? Uh-huh. I believe it was three seasons. Mm-hmm. Three seasons, and then then you started the Music City Misfits. After that, um, actually no, <laughs> I've actually kind of played on multiple teams. After that, um, kind of took a little break, and then um, one of the ladies who uh, played on the Dream uh, started the National Smashers, and uh, okay. we came over and uh, played with her. Uh, she had some health issues, and. Um, we kind of uh, general managed for her for a little bit. Um, after she had to move uh, back to Alabama, uh, me and another young lady on the team uh, started a team called the Southern Valkyries. Uh, we were an eight-man team then at the time. Um, that didn't go too well as, as what we had planned for it, but um, we kind of parted ways, and a lot of girls on the team were like, you know, we've we've been playing together for a while. You know, we've been doing this. We've general managed, so why don't we just start our own thing? <laughs> so that's and where that the was in, came. Uh, two, 2014 or 2015 did you start that? Um, 2014. 14. Boy, so you've been mm-hmm. a, a lot of teams. So what did you learn from playing, you know, with all those teams, multiple teams? As a player, um, what did you learn? As a player, I learned that there's, as far as football, as long as you have the enthusiasm and the the willingness to learn, there's not any position you cannot play out there. I mean, I have been the kicker, the running back, the quarterback. I've played safety, defensive end, started off as lineman. Uh, just I've played every position that there has been out there. And pretty much if you can find a coach that is, you know, willing to teach you the sports, uh, you know, if you go out there and, and give it 100%, there's, there's not any position that you can't play. Yeah, I was going to ask you what positions you played because I saw that you play quarterback now, and then you play defense. Yeah. What position do you play defense right now? Uh, defensive end. Defensive end. Okay, because I was I was watching some of your video, and uh, now now you're more of a, a rushing quarterback. You 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 pass some, but you more rush. Do you prefer, or is your, is is the coach not letting you pass more? Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, it. It wouldn't be as much rushing, you know, if it was uh, more, I guess, 
more people that uh, not not to talk bad about anybody, but if, if they could catch better. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I mean, every year, you know, it, it, it's a work in process, uh, progress. Um, you know, I'd, I'd prefer not to run as much. But, you know, if, if the situation calls for it, I, I'd much rather be a throwing quarterback, you know, kind of give my legs a break since I've been playing since 05. But um, hopefully this year, um, we passed a lot more last year, so hopefully this year we can do a whole lot more passing uh, with our receivers that we got. It was their first year for most of them, so hopefully the second year they've kind of, you know, grown since last year and, and, and got more of a feel for the game. So as a quarterback, some people are probably wondering, you know, when you get that snap, what do you, what do you, when you break out of the huddle, what do you see? Give us a breakdown of what you're actually seeing as, as everybody's coming after you. What's going through your right. head? <laughs> Don't get hit now. <laughs> um, Protect <you> me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good Lord. You have no idea. Um, usually, you know, I, well, to be honest with you, I, um, I, I have much more respect for quarterbacks now. Like I said, I, I had played on the line for a long time. And, you know, usually, you know, the quarterback is somebody that's got to be level-headed and, and usually takes the fall for most things that go wrong. But um, usually when, when I'm in the huddle uh, with our team, I try to I try to utilize everyone. Um, mm-hmm. We we have some plays like me. I sometimes I have brain farts and and he'll call play or or I'll have to call something and I'll be like, oh good lord, what was that again? And one of my teammates will be like, oh he said such and such. So I'm like, okay, thanks for helping me out because I, I totally forgot what we were doing. <laughs> but um, you know, as, as when we break out the huddle, usually um, Coach Don, you know, he'll tell me to my. You, Make sure everybody's lined up correctly, you know, before we get the snap off. Make sure I check the defense, see where everybody's at. Uh, luckily, this year, he let me call call the offense. So, it, it went a lot smoother to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, a lot of coaches won't let their quarterback call the offensive plays. But, you know, he understands that, you know, when we're out there, you know, we we can see what's in front of us. So, you know, if there is something that needs to be changed or something that, you know, we see someone who's on defense who's either not doing their job or, um, you know, if they change their defense, you know, that they came out in compared to what maybe we saw on film, that we're able to uh, correct it right then and and, and figure out the, the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. So what your pressures, what, what are the pressures that you deal with, like, when you do – no, is everything in slow motion? Is your backing up, and or is it just? <laughs> what are the pressures that you have to deal with? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> usually, um, I, I, I try to scan the field as much as possible, especially you know if we're passing because you know you got to do your check down. You know, you you look at your primary target, but as you're looking around, you know you need to make sure that. Um, Maybe your your secondary plan, if she's open and, and there's nobody around her, maybe it's better to throw to her than, you know, some some quarterbacks like to you, you go for it all. You know, the, the receiver's running a go route and, you know, they, they want to get that 20, 30-yard pass. But for me, it's it's more of a thing of, you know, I'll, I'll do my check down. If, if someone is open, I'm going to throw it to them. 
You know, I, I would much rather have the five yards than go for the 30 yards and let's say I, I threw it a, a little bit too far behind them and now the defense catches it and, and they're running it back for a touchdown. You know, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, trying to be the hero. You know, it, it's more about uh, trying to get the pass out as correctly to the person who should be catching it or the one that's open. That way you can get the chains moved and moved on to the next play. So, Doreen, everybody's always asking, what do you prepare for game day? You know, they eat certain things, they train a certain way, they exercise, your superstitions, rituals, and traditions. So <laughs> what do you, do you prepare during your game day? Do you have to have a certain music, or what do you have to do? Walk, walk me through your watching, game day. <laughs> I am literally watching game film up until the time we play <laughs> Until we step out on the field, most of the time, um, uh, now, like I said, a lot of the ladies that I have on my team, we have all been playing since we were on the dream. So, usually, what we'll do is um, we'll pull up old video or some footage of the team that we're playing, and we will literally sit there and analyze it as much as possible before we step out there for warmups. Um, you know, some people do music. I'm more of a and, – and you can ask Coach Don. Usually he's usually thinking it's more of a I'm trying to get into my own head type thing, and I have to explain to him, no, I'm I'm trying to, you know, see what's going on out there. So I know what I'm going to be expecting in the game. Do I need to get the snap off faster? Do I need to change the cadence? You know, is, is this person going to have a really good linebacker? You know, what side do they blitz better on? You know, I'm I'm trying to – literally get every bit of information that I can before we get out there for warm-ups because once we're out there, we're we're basically going through everything we're going to be doing in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me, let me jump real quick to Coach Ragsdale. So, Coach, now she wants to pass more. How come you prefer the rushing game versus the passing game? Well, it's not that I prefer one <laughs> over the other. I mean, I would prefer to – be able to throw the ball more, to be honest with you. Uh, but like she was saying, she calls the plays out there. I, I, I give advice. I, I don't even say I, I call any plays at all. I just give a little advice here and there. Uh, we, we do have a little issue with, you know, the receiving end of it. And I, I, we're going to get that fixed this year, and I think that's going to help us a lot. Yeah, I was kind of looking over the stats that you have, and uh, – I, I noticed that there is a second quarterback. Why wouldn't you utilize your second quarterback, like maybe give Donita some rest, uh, you know, doing other things like running back or other other positions? Well, um, you know, I assume you're talking about Lindsay as far as the second quarterback yes. is concerned. Uh, she's, you know, actually one of our primary targets in the passing game um, mm-hmm. and just happens to be the backup quarterback. And so – when it's time for her to come in the game, it's great for her to throw the ball, and uh, she's able to, to spot some open targets here and there. But she also has some issues mechanics-wise and uh, things that need to be worked on in practice that, you know, quite frankly, she comes come to more practices and work on. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I think everybody's got the understanding that this is women's football, and there's some different things about it as opposed to doing it like the college or the professional guys do and one of those things is you know sometimes they're not going to be able to make every single practice that they can so 
Uh, you got to have to make some concessions, but Lindsay does a great job for us at her at her tight end spot. She's caught a lot of big balls for us over the past couple of years, and you know we're just going to keep working with her at that quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, what what made you decide to coach women's football? Where, did you were you a coach somewhere else before, and you thought, you know, hey, I'm going to coach women's football? Well, it wasn't so much a hey, I'm going to coach women's football as uh, <laughs> hey, I met this great woman. And she happens to play women's football. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd coached youth before, and um, it was great. I uh, got away from the game for a few years and happened to meet Donita. I was actually interviewing her for a job is how we had met. And mm-hmm. one of the responses that she had given to me was about her football playing, and we got to talking about that a little bit. I was very interested in it because I had never heard of it before. Um and so as we got to know each other better, I attended a few of her games, and it was, you know, I, I really liked it. I I didn't see too much of a difference between them being out there on the field and the guys being out there on the field. And mm-hmm. uh, opportunity came for her to play on the uh, Nashville Smashers here in town, and uh, there was a coaching job open. Um I accepted the position. Um, it was an offensive coordinator's position. Uh, about a month before the season, we had joined the team. Uh, we got to the kickoff of the very first game, and the head coach didn't show up. And about 30 minutes before kickoff, the owner elevated me to head coach. And, man, oh, right. talk about having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have to interview for the job for the Misfits? Uh, well, I don't know if it was an interview so much as, you know, uh, this is, this is what we're going to do. So So what's, what's your football philosophy? Well, I don't think there's, you know, a, a philosophy for me. I'm going to do what works for the team. Um, every year seems to be different. You know, you've got your strengths and your weaknesses and, they change season to season. Um, so I really just try to gauge what we've got and try to work with what we do uh, well and try to stay away from the things that we don't do too well. Um, you know, my really the philosophy is let's, let's learn about football because a lot of times these ladies, you know, don't really know a whole lot about the game. And let's just have fun out there. Let's crank it up and have some fun. Mm-hmm. So tell me now. Let's go back to the last season. Tell me about last season. You finished in five and three. What don't the numbers actually tell us about the teams or about the games? I know. I know the stats I'm looking at is through just the seven games. So actually, I'm sure you got more more points on you know more uh, yards on what I have here. What do, what don't sure. the stats tell us about last season? Well, I mean, you know, one thing that. I just looking at the roster, you know, about two thirds of our team that was their first or second season playing football. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we had a a real experience factor. You know, some of these teams that we were playing, they they had ladies on their teams been playing eight, nine, 10 years. And, you know, this is your second game. So it it made a difference in in some of those games. It was, it was very obvious uh, against some of the more experienced teams that we just, we didn't have that type of experience. Uh, but one thing that the stats won't tell you is how tough we were last year. Uh, we actually made it through the season with only one injury. 
Uh, we had a bunch of nicks and bruises, of course, but, you know, they, they played through a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, a very resilient group, and, and we're bringing most of those young ladies back. I'm very excited about this coming season. So, uh, oh, sorry. Are you still there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I lost you there. <laughs> so you fin- you finished five and three. So that that's great. Now, did you get into the the playoffs on that? No, we missed it by you know roughly a touchdown. Oh, by a touchdown! Yeah, I saw that you had points yeah. against, and so if you would have got one more touchdown. Or prevented another one. So, yes, uh, it was a kind of a tough pill to swallow to be that close to realize that, yeah. uh, you know, that's all you needed. Well, you live and learn. And, and next season, what's what's ahead for next season? Well, it's really at this point about stepping up our game. Um, again, we were pretty, pretty inexperienced last year. Uh, a lot of those guys coming back. So uh, we, we don't have that excuse this year. Um, what it's really about now is making sure that uh, we're bumping the intensity up. Um, we're, you know, being solid in our approach to the way we do things. Uh, and, and then the new things that we're planning on adding, making sure that we're getting enough repetitions for everybody to be able to master that stuff. And, you know, we, we don't have a whole lot of time for it, but um, – the, the amount of time that we do have, we, we really need to be efficient with it. Uh, but I, I think, you know, just judging from the first uh, wave of uh, tryout participants we had recently, uh, we just had our first practice this past weekend, uh, great turnout, uh, a lot of energy. Uh, they're very enthused about playing football, you know. Uh, we're ready to go, you know. Just give us a few months, let us, let us get into pads. How many trials have you had now? Because you said you, you started your first practice. Have you had your all your trials, or you're ongoing with trials until a certain time? You know, I, I even I hesitate to call it a tryout. You know, we we run basically camps, and uh, okay. you know, we'll we'll put the word out there on social media, and you know, come on out, work out with us. If you like it, you can stick around. <laughs> you know, we're not going to cut you. Uh, and if you don't like it, then hey, we're not going to force you to play. So. So how many players are currently on your team for the ones coming back as well? Uh, we put the ones coming back as well as the ones that we have picked up recently. I think we're looking at 34, 35 right now. Oh, that's great. Uh, we're trying to, that's great. Yeah, we're trying to push that number up to, you know, past the 40 mark. So if you have that 40, will will players have to – can they just concentrate on maybe like Donita practices more as being quarterback versus – uh, running, uh, you said you were the defensive end. You said, Donita. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Would 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 you concentrate more on either offense or defense, if if that were the yeah, case? Yeah, I, I, that many or. That's that's the goal, you know. It's uh, it, and of course you're gonna have some people playing both sides still, or or you know have a package for somebody on offense who normally plays defense or or what have you. But I mm-hmm. think the ultimate goal is to get it to where you know you you've got an offensive squad and a defensive squad. Uh, and I think the reason for that really is, you know, offensive squad needs to take pride in, in the things that they're doing out there, and they really need to be able to focus on. Uh, the blocking and the running and the the passing and catching and the defensive squad they need to be able to do the same thing and and when you got 
you know, the the two kind of playing off each other and competing in practices, it makes things a lot better. Uh, and that's hard to do when you've got low numbers. Yeah, and I always like, too, when you have offense and defensive players that, you know, when you have teams that are high in score, they, they put their secondary, you know, so that way they get to practice their other positions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a great tool, you know, for teams to do. Do you follow right. Do you follow that? Well, I mean, we'd have to see. We just haven't got to that point yet. <laughs> <laughs> this year you will. <laughs> so we'll, I, so I mean, hopefully we'll be able to get to see. <laughs> well, you were mentioning uh, you only had one injury, and that's that's great, you know, having only one injury. Do you do, uh, do a lot of conditioning and working out? Do you, do you stretch a lot, oh, run oh, a lot? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> I mean, it's, uh, you know, we get to practice and – our mantra really is hard work all day, and you know we practice for about three hours each session, uh, and, and the whole time it's moving. You know, and you're doing something, even if you're standing in line, you're doing jumping jacks or mountain climbers or something. Um, so it's it's all about being active out there, keeping them going. Uh, <clears throat> you know, as we go along, we try to correct you know technical mistakes or what have you, but. Uh, for the most part, it's let him get out there and, and get 20 reps at, at whatever it is. You know, but let's get him going and doing it as many times as possible. Yeah. Now, as owners now, let's just change the gears now. Let's go as owners. How hard is it to run a team and play and coach the team? Man. <laughs> it's, it, it can be overwhelming sometimes, you know, because we still got our regular lives that we have to live through. We've got five kids and bills and, you know, romantic stuff and friend stuff and, you know, all kinds of things. So it, it, it can it can be overwhelming sometimes. How do we do it? I don't know. Are you asking me? Yeah. How How do we do it? You don't know either? Okay. It gets done. Bonita, just, how do you do it? Say, you don't get a lot of sleep. So how you how about that? You don't get a lot of sleep. Now now do you Sometimes have do you have players have that help out like maybe with public relations or marketing or do you have somebody uh that just doesn't play that handles those things like your your you know, your field, your ticket sales and everything? Or is that all you guys? No, that's that's all us. It's uh, you know, we're going to our third season. We just we don't really have that type of in- infrastructure yet. Uh, you know, a lot of the new players that we we got. That yeah, I mean, we got somebody who who manages us during the games. But I mean, for social media stuff, we take care of that. You know, recruiting. <laughs> getting sponsored, all that stuff. We we do that stuff ourselves. I mean, <laughs> it's what we got to do. Do you have any sponsors right now? No, we are currently looking for sponsors. So if you're listening right now and you're in the Nashville area, go ahead and let us know that you want to sponsor us. <laughs> and so give them – and your email is? It's uh, – uh, you, you contact us at musiccitymisfits at gmail.com, or you can go on our website, www.musiccitymisfits.com. That's misfits with a Z in the middle and an S at the end. See, look, you can do your own radio broadcasting, too. You have that voice. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have been doing this for a minute now. So, uh, you know, I've gotten a little bit of skills. 
you can, you know, at the same time, you can you can call a play, and here we are with uh, Miss Miss Fitz leading. You know, you can <laughs> you can coach and do don't public I, announcing. Don't think I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, any up, upcoming practices that that players can come to that want to potentially try out? Yeah, we have another open camp coming up on October the seventh. That's uh, first Saturday in October. Uh, starts at eleven a.m. at Mural Special Education School. Uh, don't have to bring any equipment other than you know if you got cleats, go ahead and bring those. If it's just tennis shoes, that's fine. Uh, a good working attitude and, and, and ready to go for us. And we'll see you there. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I want to thank you for coming on the show. My, my, you know, I was speechless right there. <laughs> <laughs> It happens to the best of us, Jason. Oh, I know. I'm looking at this little thing blinking at me. <laughs> okay, thank you, Don. Thank you, Donita. I really appreciate you, and, and you have a great night now. Thank, thank you, too. you, too. Bye-bye now. Okay, that was Donita Hines, owner and quarterback of the Music City Misfits, and Coach Don Ragsdale. And want to thank them for joining us. And if you want to follow them on Twitter, you can follow them at MC Misfits. That's MC Misfits with a Z. Okay, there's a, a clip I wanted to play on ticket sales. Uh, I don't know if you heard last about a month ago. I did play on team ownerships, and this time I wanted to play on ticket sales. So if you got about 16 minutes, this is a good good listen. I'll, I'll come back after the show. Basically, I've been. Uh getting some emails. Uh, again, you can email me at several different uh, locations, Las Vegas Showgirls at yahoo.com, women's football camp at yahoo.com. Uh, you can call me personally at 702-764-8878. But basically, I, I, I do answer a lot of questions out there. Uh, a lot of people do, you know, reach out to me and, and ask questions, and, and they want me to talk about uh, ticket sales, you know. Uh, as you all know, we all know, <clears throat> women's football is not the uh, largest uh, largest entertaining crowd uh, per team, uh, per location. You know, a good crowd, and I'm being real with it, a good crowd is 500, maybe seven, you know, give or take, you know, 20 or 30 people here and there. But that is a good crowd for a good team. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and blow numbers and blow smoke and and tell you that you know we we average two thousand people to a game. That's not true. Uh, that's not even true at all. I know for a fact that most that we've ever had was a little bit over twelve hundred uh, for a season opener game, and uh, but we average close to about a little over five hundred, five twenty-five. Uh, we fill our little big stadium up that we that we play in. We 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 have a nice stadium. Or at Faith Lutheran High School, but it's just one side because it was it was a small division school. But now they went to Division Four, which is the largest division here in Vegas, and they had to um, <clears throat> they had to do some uh, contemporary bleachers for the season, but they took them down. Uh, but they are working on you know stadium and hold I think about 2,500 uh, shortly after. But anyway, 
you know, I'm talking about ticket sales, ticket sales and ticket sales. You know, the only way that we as women owners can actually make money is by ticket sales. And, you know, I'll tell you what the average team does. The average team makes each girl go out there and sell tickets. That's the bottom line. Uh, because that's who the fan base is, friends and family of the players. Uh, most teams out there aren't doing massive campaigns, uh, radio campaigns, social networking campaigns to sell tickets. Uh, one, because they probably don't have the funds to do, and two, probably because they don't know how to do it. But um, I found another way that uh, can benefit and, and make make your team look like, a, look like an all-star and also tie in some publicity behind it. And I think I mentioned it once or twice before in prior shows. Um, and I also talked about it at the Women's Football Camp and Conference. Uh, it's basically this. Go out and spend 500 bucks on business cards with your schedule on the business card, basically. It's, it's going to be your season ticket. Or it can be an individual ticket, meaning that it has all your games on, on it and they can turn in, redeem it for one of the games. But this is my concept that we we about to institute here in Vegas. There is approximately 40 high schools in town. We're going to designate four high schools uh, in different regions of Las Vegas, and I'm going to say north, south, east, and west, just to make it easy. What we're going to do, I've already put the filler out there, and I have a lot of uh, athletic directors that are buying into what I'm trying to get accomplished. Uh, Basically, what I'm doing, I'm donating 1,000 tickets to each school. Okay? You hear me? I'm donating 1,000 tickets, meaning that it's not going to cost them a penny for these tickets. Uh, But here's the catch. It's always a catch. They're going to go to the girls' athletic department. And most of the girls' athletic departments across the country are really shafted as far as their budget is concerned, meaning that they don't get the same budget as the boys, and they need uniforms, they need everything like that. But what I'm trying to say is we're going to give 1,000 tickets to the girls' athletic department. Let's just say there's 100 girls that participate in sports at this particular high school or a high school near you with 1,000 tickets at $10 a ticket. That means that the school will give each girl 10 tickets to sell for her sports program, okay? And we're going to round off the tickets cost $10 so that we can have easy numbers. We're going to donate 70% of the ticket sales that they sell back to the school, meaning if every girl, all 100 girls, just sell 10 tickets, that's 1,000 tickets sold. That's $10,000 made. That's seven thousand dollars made for that for the high school girls sports program. Three thousand dollars will be sent back to the to the showgirls or to your organization or whoever is listening and, and right taking down notes. Now, if we did that with four schools, we stand to make twelve thousand dollars doing little to nothing but printing up these five hundred dollars business cards or so-called tickets or however you want to do it. You can do real tickets or whatever. Number tickets, you know, to make it easy. So again, we've collected, you know, in a utopia world, in a perfect world, idea world, you know, they sold all the tickets. We made $12,000 and we didn't do anything. The schools made $7,000 
by you know as their fundraiser. So when we go to the news or the newspapers and we donated seven thousand dollars to the school to four schools, that's twenty eight thousand dollars that was supported by the Las Vegas Showgirls or you put your name in there, whatever your team is, organization in there. You know, we got our money up front. Now, do it will that mean that all the participants will come to the game? No. Again, you gotta realize that people are buying the tickets because of the cause. Not necessarily the end result of the of the game itself, but the fact that, you know, uh Melissa, Joanne, Susie and uh Brianna went out and sold these tickets and they played basket and they need to raise twenty five hundred dollars as a basketball team to get new uniforms. This is a fundraiser that didn't cost them anything. You know, again, most of them are going to go to their mom, pops, aunties, uncles, grandpas, grandmas, you know, relatives initially to sell the tickets and go to the game as a family event. So as simple as it sounds, as easy as it can be, you still will have some people out there that don't think it that it will work. But again, I'm always using my organization as proven grounds. And uh, I know it will work. But you got to push it towards the girls' sports. Now, don't do what we did two years ago when we did the program. We relied on the football teams because, again, during during the off-season or summertime, the football teams are getting together and they want to do fundraisers. And they have the largest the largest group of kids participating in the football teams. So you got varsity, JV, and you might have a frost-off team. So you got roughly 100 to 150 boys, you know, pushing fundraisers. But you got to realize they're not they're not too inclined with promoting women's football, not only the coaches but the players, because they don't think girls or women can play football. So that's not a good a, a good group. Now, if they want to do it, then let them do it. Now, I'm like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But their drive and motivation is not going to be as high as, say, the girls' programs or the basketball team or the track program or the cross-country team or the tennis team or the golf team or the the badminton team or, or the cheerleaders team, you know, or the band, the drill team, all that stuff. Like I said, it don't have to be just girls' sports. It can be just girls' activities. And more people will buy tickets from girls who are supporting women activities. So again, that was one of the mistakes that we made uh, not last not not last year or the year before because we had a bigger stadium than we do this year. But uh, they did sell. We did have a couple of schools and part one of football teams. And again, it, it don't have to be relied on just high school. That's just one avenue. Again, you got part one of football teams out there. You got girl football. I mean, girl but girl flag football. You got uh, basketball, you got tennis, you got soccer, um, youth soccer teams. Again, give them the incentive to sell these tickets. It's just like when you're recruiting. You know, I know I'm going to another subject real quick, but it's just like having two teams in one area. You know, everybody say it dilutes the, the neighborhood or dilutes the team. Well, you know, not necessarily because they might be marketing on the south side of town that never heard of your team. So the same thing with the, the fundraiser. You know, the more involved, the merrier, and the less that you're doing. So, again, I'm always preaching the power is power in numbers. Now, imagine, again, I just did a simple 4,000 tickets. Of course, I'm going to keep 1,000 tickets for our 
our players and, you know, to sell on our website and stuff like that. But I just gave out 4,000 tickets. And, you know, the bottom line is getting people in the stands. And it's just one way to get people in the stands for a good cause. And, again, if the people don't show, you still made $3 off of a no-show, you know. We'd be all rich if we got $3 for everyone that didn't show to our game. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You know, my other concept is, hell, give away tickets and make the money back up in concessions. And I know another thing that we're doing this year, I just I just cut a deal with the Boys and Girls Club of Las Vegas. There's 15 uh, Boys and Girls Clubs here in the uh, city of Las Vegas. They all have a 15-passenger uh, van. And what we're going to do is we're going to dedicate one game where all they, the Boys and Girls Club get in free for those who go on a field trip. It might be all girls. It might be boys and girls. We don't know. It might be the teenagers. We don't We don't care. The bottom line is that's 150 uh, kids. And you know mom and daddy going to send them to the, to the game with at least $5 to go buy what? Hot dogs, soda, candy, whatever. So, again, if you go, you know, 150 times just $5, that's $750 that you didn't make by letting people in the game for free. Again, does it make sense to you? Are you listening to what I got to say? Just getting butts in the in the bleachers gives you an opportunity to make more money or more money. You know, again, that's just with kids. Now, what if you went to, you know, a senior citizen home or uh, I'm just thinking of some other places you can go to. And, of course, you know, they can buy T-shirts and all this other stuff. But I'm just saying the simple, you just drove up revenue by $750 by letting 150 kids into the game for free. And like I said, you know, the way we, we're packaging it for the Boys and Girls Club is it, it's going to cost $5, but they're going to be able to see a game, and they're going to get a hot dog, soda, chips, and a candy bar. There's your $5 right there. So, again, any parent is going to send their kids to a trip where they're going to cost them $5, and they get to eat too. So, again, you got to be creative. It's that time right now to start thinking about this, to start thinking about this. Um, I had another player come to me about, uh, you know, those who are involved with, with cancer. You know, if you wear a pink shirt, you get into the game for free, you know, knowing that they're going to have money to come and spend, you know, to buy maybe T-shirts and buy uh, things that you can mark up 100 to 1,000%. So, again, being creative, ticket sale, ticket sale, ticket sale. You should have something on your website right now. Uh, there should be some kind of pre, pre-season ticket, uh, early bird tickets that they can get for discount. Uh, if you charge, you know, I'm just using $10 for adults because it's just a nice round number. And, for instance, you got five home games, offer a season ticket for $35. That's $15 off, you know. The thing about it is if they just came with three games out of the five, they made they, they got their money's worth. But again, you gotta make it enticing. You you gotta make it seem like it's worth more than what it really is. You give them a, a big discount, you know. So that's part of the sales, that's part of getting people in the stands. And like I said, I could talk about this all day, all night, uh, concepts and ideas, but you gotta follow through. I mean, even my team has to follow through. Um, for those who are on Facebook and see me on Facebook, I'm always throwing out our, our web link out there to get your season tickets. I'm doing all of that. So, again, it's, it's, it's being creative. 
is getting out there and realizing you're not losing anything by giving away something. And I know I had a couple of owners have talked to me and said, but I'm just giving away free tickets. So I'm like, well, that's 50 people that wouldn't even came to the game because they had to pay to get in. At least get them in the, into the game and see the product and let the product speak for itself. Because trust me, if it's good, they're coming back. And what you can do at the game is offer half-price tickets. If you buy tickets today for next week's game, next week's home game, now you can have pre-sale tickets. Give people bargain. That's what they're looking for. That's the that's the type of brand of football that we are um, promoting. It's, it's bargain football. It's family environment football. You know, it's not it's not break break your pocketbooks. So again, that's just a couple ideas. If you if you got some more, email me at lasvegasshowgirls at yahoo.com. Again, women's tackle football. No, 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 no. Don't go, don't go there. It's, it's women's football camp at yahoo.com. Or you can just visit me at the women's tacklefootballgroup.neem.com board and uh, drop some more signs for me. But, you know, that's how I do this here. This is how we do this. Here on Four Quarters of Coast, see, I, I give it to you. You know, I ain't afraid to pass it on. I know why, because everybody needs this information. You know, it ain't no secret. Again, if you came to the camp and conference, this is the type of information you're getting at the camp and conference that you can take back. You're not affecting me by taking this concept and idea. My success is your success. And if you're not successful, then I'm not successful because now I don't have nobody to play. So there's no need to, to herd or hoard all this information. And that's what a lot of women football owners and coaches don't understand. They just want to keep it for themselves. They don't want to share in the wealth, share in the knowledge, and share in, in passing on information. If you know something, pass it on to others in other markets. If it's successful for you, then pass it on. Or you'll be playing your own team. You have inter-squad scrimmages because those other teams can't survive. And 2010 is going to be real interesting this year because we're deep, 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 deep in the, the, the recession or depression, as I call it, because it ain't no recession. This is a depression. You know, folks ain't spending money like they used to. You know, it, it, it just ain't happening. So, again, we need to share, 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 share. Visit womenstacklefootballgroup.neem.com. It's, it's concepts and ideas up there, too. You know, if you got something, put it out there. Let's let's talk about it. Share. Nothing wrong with sharing. Anyway, that's the end of quarter number one. You've been rocking four quarters with Coach Lee. You've been rocking four quarters with Coach Lee, and we're going to move right on into quarter number two. I sure miss Coach Lee. That was Coach Lee. He did ticket sales. And the one I told you about a month ago, I had uh, team ownership. So if you really like, go back about a month. I believe it was when uh, Nate Lewis was on the show, and it was towards the end of the – it was like the last 16 minutes of the show. So so forward ahead on that um, – and some people said that they can't forward ahead. So what you do is you download the segment, and then you can forward ahead. Okay, and then you can listen to that segment. It was a very good segment. Um, what I'll do is I'll I'll put both of these individual segments on radio.jchawks.com, so that way you could you can take a listen to those. Okay, I want to thank Donita Hines and Coach Ron Bragsdale of the Music City Misfits for coming on the show, and we will see you tomorrow night with. The, the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. Happy Monday. <laughs>